she's April. And she's Molly. And we are the book besties. 16 minutes in, haven't talked anything about this damn book yet. We're just giving Tom more. The amount of time doesn't matter if you do it right. She loves lesbians. Oh, and there's only one bed! <laughs> Bitch, you're snorting. We've been getting shorter and shorter. What are we fucking talking about? I'm sometime, at some point, I'm going to just create a theme song for us. <laughs> well, you watch Bailey Sarian. Have you seen Bailey Sarian? Yeah, she's, she does that, like... She's... Shana, 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 shana. <laughs> I need to come up with something like that. Okay, so I'm just telling something really funny. Oh, Jesus. So, uh, Tom was editing oh, our episode. Yeah. yeah. He was, I got you. <laughs> he was editing our episode that uh, comes on before this episode. And I said, hey, how did it sound? You know, I always ask him for feedback on how the right. episode is because he's the first person to listen to it. Yeah. Um, and you know, we live it, but then he's right. the first person to listen to it. And he goes, it was okay. And I was like, it was just okay. Like, we both liked the book. Like, you know, was it was it really just okay? He was like, there was a lot of popping. And I was like, hold up. So what you're telling me is that you judge our episodes by how much editing you have to do and not by the actual content that we create. Well, he was like, pretty much. (laughs) This goes with, okay, so this morning I logged on to Drive and I saw the reel was up and Tom Uh posts reel and drive before we do anything else. Uh And I, and usually he texts us that it's up. So I text, I see it and I text the group and I go, Tom, the reel's real funny. And he goes, just the content. I was like, yeah, but you, and I wanted to argue with him and be like, yeah. Well, he forgot to put the music behind it. it, So he might have missed that. It's just like, but it's very, like, we talk about how there's a little tism in all of us and Mm -hmm. that's just the tism coming out. And you're like, yeah, well, you knew what I meant, Thomas. You knew what I meant. He forgot to put the music, so I went to download it. And, like, I listened to the intro first, because we always do. And if right. we don't like that, then we make him change the intro. But we haven't right. actually had to do that probably – I don't think we had to do it last season at all. Um, um, we haven't had to do it since season two, I don't think. I don't think so. He's gotten really good at it. So He gives us options sometimes. Yeah, and sometimes he does. But whatevs. Um, but, We're indecisive. <laughs> Well, sometimes he just doesn't want to embarrass me too much, which I appreciate, you know, but he doesn't um, mind throwing me under the bus and I'm fine with that, Tom. (laughs) I um, know who I am here. Anyway, um, he, I went to listen to it, the intro, Uh and I started downloading the episode at the same time. And I realized there's no music. Like he left out our intro music. And then he didn't believe me. Like, I was like, no, no, put my headphones on, babe, and listen to it. And no, he was like, oh. no, I'm serious here. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, let me go over here and check because his desk is right next to mine. And he pulls up his why computer and he's like, oh, yeah, I turned the song off. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I, I didn't make it up. I listened to it on the actual episode part two to just make sure it wasn't just left out in the intro clip. <laughs> 
Does he think you're Winston from New Girl and either you do the lamest prank or the worst thing ever? Like, that is a prank? I love that. Look, there's no music. Ha, I got your music. <laughs> I don't know. You I just got Winston. <laughs> you got Winston. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he thought. Um, uh, today we had, oh, let me tell you about my morning. Okay. My morning. So this morning I slept in a little bit. Oh, I did I too. Have, I mean, coffee. Mm -hmm. I go to hit start. I pour my coffee. I sit down. Liv's having a bowl of cereal. And I look at Liv and I look at the time and I go, it's 920. What am I supposed to be doing this morning? And I look at Liv and I look at my coffee and I look at the time again. And I go, oh, fuck, Liv, we gotta go. And she's like, what? And I go, you have a hair appointment at 945. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so she thought I had said text her Sunday. Mm. So her and I, like, rush. I mean, she's got that short hair, but man. So cute. That looks so cute on her. But we have a new stylist, and she's, like, right down the road. Mm -hmm. So Stephanie knows me. And by, she already understands me by now. And she's like, girl, I don't fucking care. Because I know you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I was on time. Well, there I was you on go. time. I want to make it. No, there you go. I mean, it was a minute till 45, but I was on time. So do you want to talk about this week's book? Uh, sure. So this week we are talking about Delilah Green and she just doesn't care. Delilah Green doesn't care by Ashley Herring. And what a beautiful cover. Hmm. Mm -hmm. it's, oh. It is. It is really beautiful. And I got to say that. Um, Do the uh, girls look how you imagine them? Yes. And I love Claire's dress. That is yeah. like so cute. I wouldn't wear something that's like su snug to my body that tightly. Yeah. Um, I, I would never wear things like that. But it's this so is, cute. This is Astrid. I'm not going to show you the other part of the book because we're not talking about this book. But that's what Astrid looks like. Yeah. I've actually seen the cover because I almost picked up both of them when I bought this one. I love this book. This looks just as good. Which one do you but like better? I would have to reread Astrid, I think. B O T H, both. <laughs> both. So, both. How about a synopsis? Synopsis. <laughs> it's been a year and we're still making fun of that. <laughs> we fucking do what we want. We do what we want. Delilah Hi, Green. Delilah Green doesn't fucking care. And she makes sure everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. Delilah, a loner since her father's death, is going home to Bright Falls to photograph her stepsister's wedding. Being a loner works for her till Claire, her stepsister's childhood best friend, comes into her life. Mm -hmm. Claire Sutherland is a lot of things, but not caring is not one of them. Mm -hmm. She's a preteen daughter, Ruby, an ex that keeps leaving and returning screwing things up with said kid and mm -hmm. oh a type a best friend that's getting married mm -hmm. and all she can think about is delilah green i mean why as delilah and care get deeper into their relationship things get more complicated let's talk about this sapphic romance and all the drama that unfolds in Whitefall. all right let's go ahead okay so i did do a character breakdown on here because there was a lot of characters mm-hmm so, um, did you get a chance to see it? I did, but if you want to read it for our listeners, they can't see the stuff we put on the drive. They can't, they, no. So, first is uh, Delilah and Claire are our main characters, so I didn't cover them. I, mm -hmm. I just covered, like, the extras because there's a lot of extras in this storyline. 
Josh, who we're going to be talking about, is the ex-partner, whatever, of mm-hmm. Claire mm-hmm. and baby daddy mm-hmm. to Ruby. Ruby is a fifth grade daughter of Claire. Very cool. Astrid is Delilah's stepsister and also getting married. Uh, Iris is one third of the coven and Astrid and Claire's best friend. She has red hair. That is uh, important to the author. And then Spencer, Astrid's fiance and shit boot extraordinaire. Mm -hmm. Isabel, Astrid's mother and two time window is also the step monster to Delilah. Mm -hmm. So did I miss any of the characters? Like the main ones we talked about. The daughter. You didn't actually. I did say Astrid. No, the daughter. Claire's daughter. Ruby. I mentioned Ruby. What the fuck was I listening to? Okay. I have no idea. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's okay. First question. Okay. I spelled Ashley wrong. Jesus Christ. Ashley Herring Blake. There's grace for that. I'm glad because I use his name in vain a lot. Ashley Herring Blake is new to the pod. What did you think of her style and voice as an author? Okay. I didn't mind it. Um, okay. I actually think uh, this book had a lot of cliches in it. I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but mm-hmm. I didn't really mind the writing. And um, I mean, I don't really feel a desire to read her again, but okay. um, that's not to say that if you put Astrid Green or Astrid yeah, Parker, Parker or whatever on next pair. season, like I wouldn't be like, no, Molly, I'm not reading that book. Like it's not right. that. Um, her writing's not objectionable but right not your style the story just wasn't it for me um and i know no i'll hold that thought hold it i'll hold Hold it i she fits in really good with emily henry and i disagree ali hazelwood i disagree completely i disagree completely because ali hazelwood and emily henry they will put tropes in their stories, but they do it with finesse. To me, this is much more in tune with uh, It Happened One Summer, Tessa Bailey. No way! She is ten times better writer than Tessa Bailey. I don't agree. I don't think we're going to agree on that one. I don't think we are either because this is like a beloved book for you. This is like your yes. favorite book you read last year. Yes, this is in my top, t- my top five for sure. Um, this is my top romance read of last year. This isn't even going to make a list of like best pod book for me. Like it's not even. How about best cover? No, I don't think it's the best cover. I mean, okay. I've got Emily Henry's book lovers right next to me. Look at that. It's beautiful. This is and beautiful then, too. and then this is our first March book. Look at the cover there. Yeah. Like this is okay. It's purple. Okay. It's purple. It's purple. I mean, did you list the artist did a great job nailing the characters though? Those are definitely what I picture. Absolutely. So did you listen to the audiobook or the physical book? I listened to the audiobook. I did buy the physical book, but I tend to for pod as much as I can when it's your week to host. Um this is a secret that you know, but not all of our listeners know. (laughs) I tend to listen to the audiobooks when it's your book because I have a harder time writing questions when it's my book. Right. And um, we're often reading two books at a time. 
Speak for um, yourself. You're reading two books at a time. I read a single book at a time because Okay, that's fair. Too. That's fair. I read two books. I've read all of the February books. You and do a physical book and an audiobook constantly. Always. Well, I have a 30 minute commute. So right. um I listen right. in the no, shower. That, that was not intended to be hateful. No. I'm just surprised. No, I, I listen in the shower. I listen while I'm putting on my makeup and getting my hair done doing my hair. I listen in the car. And then I listen on my lunch break and I listen Mm -hmm. in the car ride home. So I can get about two hours of an audiobook in a day. That's nice. Um, And so today I actually started a series that you keep taking off the pod list. So I'm just going to read it by myself. (laughs) I added it and then I saw a book reader I like on TikTok just destroy it. Well, to be fair, I'm the one that keeps adding it. You keep taking it off. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's a Molly book. So the series we're talking about is Shadow and Bone. And if I ever do, oh, convince, it's absolutely not a Molly book. If I ever do convince Molly to read it, we'll put it on here. But um, it's not a Molly book. Uh, so we've talked about our group chat with Katie, our friend Nurse Katie, who's been on the pod four or five times now. I don't know. We've I've lost count. She's been it's on so many times, and like we talked to a her, lot of days. That's all I know. A lot of days. All day, every day, the three of us are texting. Like, our husbands are all aware that they're not allowed to read those text message chains. Like, you can listen, you can read Unless all of the other things. one of us is missing, yeah, that's then the only can. reason. Even um, then, they're going to tell you not to do it. Like, if I go missing, <laughs> April's going to call Matt and be like, nah, I think bro. I know where she is. Nah, brah. <laughs> Stay out of the group chat. But, um, <laughs> but we have, Katie and I have a side chat where right. we talk about fantasy novels, because that's not really your jam, but it's no. what we love. So I know. Katie and I have a side chat where we talk about baking. So. And I don't bake. I burn <laughs> pre-made cookie dough. So I, And so I, I can't even so many... eat what you guys make because I'm diabetic. <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. Whole nother conversation. But I'm but, so yeah. happy you have that. Like, I love to cook. The three of us right. love to cook. I just can't right. do the baking. So. Right. Right, so, but yeah, it's just so funny. Anyway, what are we fucking talking about? How did we even get there? Something about audiobooks. (laughs) So you listen to the audiobook. I listen to the audiobook. Okay. (laughs) And it comes full circle. (laughs) Okay, so you did not see the bonus chapter then? No, they had the bonus chapter in the audiobook. They did? Not the, the... Astro, the first chapter of Astrid Parker doesn't fail. Oh no! I listened to the um, audiobook on hashtag not sponsored Audible on your account. Oh, yeah, Thank you again. they don't have the bonus chapter in there then. Oh, but so, the part about Ash, I didn't want to read that because I don't. I didn't know if I'd want to read the next book, and that was an excerpt from it. Gotcha. So then that answers the question. Moving on. Okay, <laughs> that was your question. That was my question. If you if you had read the physical book, did you read the bonus chapter? I mean, I I didn't even care about the bonus chapters in the Bridgerton book that we read. So <laughs> I was like, okay. no, please let me be done with this. Although I didn't have those feelings about this book. I, I was, okay. I didn't hate it. You didn't so. hate it. You're just never going to touch it again. I don't know that. I It's not going to be, like, if, I, if I'm looking for a comfort read, it's not this one. I'm going to pick up right. Emily Henry or I'm going to fucking read Twilight again. I mean, we all know what your comfort read is. I was actually thinking about watching the Twilight movies again this weekend because I was like looking to like detox this weekend. I'm and Tom said yeah. to me, "Wait, Kate, I gotta tell you this, Molly." Tom said to me, "I'm actually really surprised that you haven't asked me to to uh, download um, uh, how to win a date with Tad Hamilton." And I was like, 
I fucking love that you know that when I have had too much in that my is life, your favorite movie. That, that is the movie that I want to watch. It is and nowhere near my favorite movie. My favorite movie is Singing in the Rain. But if I need to shut my brain down, I want the saccharine sweetness of When a Date with Tad Hamilton. Okay, so I, I don't, don't know think why. you know my comfort movie. Ooh. And you're going to, it's really obscure what and weird. Dogma by Kevin Smith. I did know that. And I remember thinking when you told me that, there's no way that's correct. <laughs> yeah. It's like that episode of Friends where they're like doing the who knows who better. And yeah. what does Rachel say her favorite movie is? And then what is yeah. her actual favorite movie? Yeah. It's so funny. But yeah, Dogma. I know. It's super weird. That's a weird not kind choice, of religion. It's such, I love it though. I can watch that movie a hundred times. I mean, I can watch Sing in the Rain a hundred times, but it's not the thing that comforts me. (laughs) No, it's just, I don't know. Chris Rock falling out of the sky and going, are you looking at my junk? Like, as soon as he, like, this dead apostle falls from the sky and yells at Jay and Silent Bob for, like, looking at his penis, I lose it every time. I think (laughs) I've I've only seen it, like, one time. Um, but I do like Kevin Smith's movies. I've seen. I love all Kevin of them. Smith. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck, man? Sixteen minutes in, haven't talked anything about this damn book yet. We've talked. We've covered two questions. We have. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> two questions. Question three. Oh my god. Chapter one is where we meet Delilah Green. Mm-hmm. She is waking up from a one night stand where she doesn't even know the girl's name. Mm-hmm. Like literally she goes through all the L names. Lorelai, Lonnie, Leah. Anyways. Yeah. She wakes to her phone and it's Astrid reminding her about the wedding. What did you first think of Delilah? The same thing I thought about her at the end. Oh, you didn't like, there was no change in her for you. I think I think we're supposed to think her character grew and changed, but I don't think that's the case. I think she just finally allowed herself to have the thing that she wanted all along. Which was love. And a family. Yeah. Um, I think that I think Delilah is a walking cliche. Mm-hmm. Um she's she's, all, she's she's a cliche store cloud for sure. And this I I made a post-it note. Of my okay, issues I want to hear book, it with my issues of this book. And and one of them, one of the two, I'll save the other mm-hmm. one for later, but one of the two is that this is a Cinderella cliche. percent And we never get like And we don't get the resolution that you get from Cinderella because it's not like I mean, I get it, she ends up with Claire, but it's not like Right. It's not like it was stick it to her mom, stepmom and her evil stepsister because that wasn't the case at at all. But um, I honestly think that the problem was not the stepmom or Astrid. I think the problem was Delilah and grief and nobody let her grieve properly. She didn't have a grown up to care about her. Right. I don't think that her stepmom was like, I mean, I'm not saying that her stepmom wasn't, um, wasn't, unaffectionate towards her but i don't think that her stepmom was the evil stepmom that that delilah thought she was i think that was delilah's grief um i want to talk about this when we get into talking about the characters okay a little bit more because there's a lot about astrid isabel and delilah i can talk about from the next book that kind of fills that out um that's context we don't have in this book right 
Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, we talk about unlikable character, main characters. This book is filled with them. Yes. Astrid, Delilah, Isabel. The list goes on. Do you mm -hmm. think the author did this so we could get growth from these characters? I mean, I'm sure that was the intention. And I know that she's writing or releasing a third book. Is it about these characters too? Yes, it is. It's about Iris. Of course it is. That's what I was fucking going to predict. That it was about Iris. Because she's, about she's Iris. made three characters that need so much growth. And she's going to make the books about those characters. Right. But Calera isn't going to get her own story because she's going to be the foil for all of these. And I actually think she's the best of the characters. She is the best of the characters. But because Claire is the most well-rounded. Claire is the warmest. She's the mom. Mm -hmm. She's the most mentally healthy, I think. If I'm going to see myself in this book, she's the only one that I can relate to. That's, I relate with her, too. I really, I related with her as soon as I opened this book, though. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of myself in her. Yep. So, I mean, we don't really get growth, right? This no. isn't a huge, deep romance. It's, it's, it's a sugary little, you know, we get some change with Josh and Astrid dumping the boyfriend, spoiler alert, but it's just, I don't know. Anyways, Iris is just trying to get Claire laid in her words. And so when we get to chat, when she gets to chat to chat of gets to chat to the tattooed hot girl, she doesn't realize it's Delilah. What do you think of this meeting or reintroduction of these two women? I find it really unfucking believable, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm not saying you wouldn't recognize the girl from your hometown he went to high school with. You may vaguely be like, didn't I go to high school with that girl? But you might not like know her exactly. But this is like your best friend's stepsister. So that feels yeah. a little bit like you would know who she was. Right. Also, are none of them like looking at her Instagram? Like Astrid her didn't Instagram say. Never, she's never on there. She never puts herself on there. No. Her Instagram is just her photography. Right. But is it, is there not like a, a headshot of her at all? She never, none, none. Well, okay. Well, whatever. But I, I don't know. I, um, I also really found it unbelievable that, and this is not to say that uh, groups of um, friends are often of the same uh, orientation because yeah. that's, you know. That happens. But I really yeah. found it hard to believe that in this small town that there were three girls who were bisexual and one that was a lesbian. Like, it just didn't, that didn't feel realistic to me. I mean, yeah. I mean, they found out, like, a lot of them discovered this later. You no. Know? Um, Claire and Delilah both knew that when, when they were in high school. And Iris came out at the end of high school. So it was only Ashley. Iris came out in college. Okay. Sophomore year of college. Okay, well, that's okay. a little bit more. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Yes, it is peculiar that all these women just magically came from this tiny small town. But And I'm not saying that that's not to say that there isn't a, a, a high percentage of, you know, gay LGBTQ students at one school. Like, that happens, but it just feels unlikely that they that would have happened in a small town. Like Bright Falls. I that they would That they would have come out mm -hmm. so easily in high school. Right. I, not at their ages, because if... That's correct. They're in their mid to late 30s. Mm -hmm. So that would mean they're, they're not too early... far from us. Right. So I don't know anybody. I didn't have a single person that was out in high school. 
there was no one out that went to my high school, but there were two people that I was pretty certain, three people I was pretty certain were gay, and all three of them are. We had one that nobody said it outright, we just Mm -hmm. assumed, and he never denied it, so Mm -hmm. it was just common knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. He, I'm not going to say his name because he's pretty well known and back home, but he just was just like, yeah, this is it. You guys can assume it. It's true. Whatever. We're moving on. Yeah. You know, but. But I is. didn't think that I didn't think that this going back to the book, I didn't think this was a meat cute for me. It was no. a meat awkward, but I don't know. I don't know. Claire needed to be a lot good. more drunk for that to have made sense to me. Yeah. Uh, Delilah bets her sister she can bed Claire. Did you think this was appropriate? You so like this is my second complaint on my post-it note. <laughs> okay. Hit um, me with the bell. I, I really hated the 90s rom-com. Am I a bet? Am I a stupid bet? What movie that, is that from? Uh, sh- she's all that. Yes, it is. As soon as that came out, that's what flashed in my head. Freddie Prince Jr. looking all grief-stricken because Rachel Lee Cook called him out on his bullshit. I want to punch him in the fucking nose when I saw that scene. Yeah, and I rewatched so that recently. It is gross. Yeah. It is gross. The yeah. only cool thing about it is that Matthew Lillard scene where he's like, I came home last night. Wouldn't make love to me. And he's like doing that weird ass dance. You don't remember this? Give it to me. I do, day. but I don't find that part cool. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Oh no, I didn't find it cool. I found it fucking hilarious because he's being a joke, right? Right. He's making a mockery of the real world road rules people. Right. Absolutely. And it was fucking hilarious. It's definitely, it was definitely the movie for that time. But yeah. that is not something that I want to read about at 41. No. No, because it's not mature. Mm-mm. But, I mean, this is her first book. And it reads like a first book. It reads like... Okay, so fam- family is a big part of this romantic, this romance story. So there are several relationships I want to talk about. So let's start first with Delilah and Astrid. Okay. This is the driving force. I mean, their relationship and how they interact is a driving force in this book, right? Mm-hmm. So, um... My brain just went blank. Sorry. Well, I actually liked the quote unquote plot twist that Astrid really wanted Delilah and her to be sisters. Yeah. She wanted her at her wedding. Um, I think their relationship was very intriguing. And I think Mm -hmm. that that would have been a totally different book. That's a book by John Green. Yeah. That's a John Green. Ashley Herring Blake. Um, it's, I just think that their relationship dynamic was compelling. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was, that would have been more, I would have liked to explore that more. Do they, does that happen? Do they explore that more, the yes. sister relationship um, in the second book? So without spoilers, in uh, Astrid Parker Doesn't Fail, mm-hmm. uh, we've jumped forward a little bit mm-hmm. in time. And Astrid and Delilah are working on their relationship a lot. Okay. They're, Astrid's still really rigid, mm-hmm. really stiff. She is just this type A ball of tension, right? And Delilah still is just like poking at it. A hot fucking like, mess. <laughs> yeah. But she, well, it's more of a playful, loving poking at it now. But it's, 
it's an interesting breakdown and it's an interesting choice to put these turmoiled sisters in the middle of a romance book. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, so this leads into the relationship of the three women, Delilah, Astrid, and Isabel. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think you and I see this relationship differently. So I think Isabel is the villain because she was the grown up, right? And she treated these girls how she treated these girls. So how do you assess the, so you don't think she's as bad as they make her out to be? She's lost two husbands. I get Um, that. She's grieving herself. I mean, I I don't think she was a great mom to either one of them. Like, I'll be clear on that. Like, I don't think she was a great mom to Astrid either. And I think Astrid just kind of let her run her life. Right. Um, But I don't think she's the villain. It's just, I get that she also lost a second husband, you know, two husbands back to back. Mm -hmm. But she really placed that blame on the foot of children. Yeah, but that's not forgivable. You don't put adult troubles on kids when your heart is broken. I don't agree with you that it's not forgivable because unfortunately it happens frequently and it is something that people do forgive. I mean, I mean, that's great. They're, we're they're the growing. older siblings that had to deal with all the shit, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like we oh. don't forgive our parents. We just have different relationships with them now because we needed the Oh, distance. I I haven't. Okay. I have no relationship with Bill. Well, I mean, He's no, I mean our me. moms. I was thinking of our moms. Oh, yeah. Well, that's different. You know, I, I have a pretty decent relationship with I have a pretty good relationship with my mother, I can say, but it's just. Barb did the best she could in her situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would make the same argument for Isabel. Okay. I will. I will concede that. I will concede that. But wow. Isabel's a grown That's up now. That's never fucking going to happen again, everybody. <laughs> no, but the reason I'm conceding that is because fine. She was grieving then. What's her excuse now? Delilah bounced. I mean, you're she right. Let she, needed come repair, back to her- she needed to repair the relationship. She did. She, when Delilah goes home after that big breakup, mm-hmm. she won't co- to let Delilah live in her childhood home. Yeah. She fucking evicted her. Yeah, that is a problem. You're right. It, big, I'll concede okay, that. That's a John well. Green book, right? I I'll want John Green. Well. <laughs> you know what I want from John Green? I want him so to things. write... Oh, so many things, but related to this book specifically, and I just had this idea. John Green is going to write a short story or a novelette, and it's all going to be the therapist's notes of family therapy of Delilah, Astrid, and Isabel. (laughs) He's probably not going to do that, but it would be very funny. (laughs) It would be amazing. He posted a TikTok recently about his book, which we read in our first season, Looking for Alaska. Um, Yeah. There, it's being challenged again, and yeah, it's being banned again, and yeah. it's being banned because it's pornography. And of course, I mean, oh yeah. And know. he uh. said, he said, if if we're all going to agree that my book is pornography, can we all agree it's the worst kind of pornography? I saved one. I, I'll send it to you after this. I saved one. He does. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> it's like the news article behind him. That's amazing. <laughs> I love him so much. I do too. He's hilarious. He's he's top shelf. Of course he is. 
Although I got to tell you this, speaking of top shelf, okay. Tom said today he thinks that libraries should be organized like liquor stores, top shelf to bottom shelf. So if you're looking for top shelf, like romance, you know, you go to the, you know. Right. But um, who are we to judge that? Oh, well, it's my job to judge what's good and bad. Number one, I'm a librarian. Number two, we I have a podcast. literally have a podcast about it. <laughs> but it's I don't job. get to go in I don't get to go in the library and be like, those are good. Those are bad. You know, I do. Um, <laughs> so the last family relationship I want to talk about okay. is Claire and John. Okay. So Claire has a baby daddy who just like he ghosts every mm-hmm. few months, every whatever. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this part of the storyline and how it added or didn't add to the story? Okay. So I don't think that Josh's story is necessarily needed here. Um, I get it that he's Ruby's dad, um, but you could just have the deadbeat ex-boyfriend story where she's just single mom in it and Josh is never around. It makes her anxious and paranoid and kind of a little crazy. And I don't think you need all of those things. No, I think the only reason he's in there is an ex. If she got like a big book deal. Like if she got a seven book deal, yeah, she I was thinking extra he would be, I think he would be the uh, character. I think it's gonna go Delilah. Then we got Astrid, then Iris. Mm-hmm. We'll get Josh next, mm-hmm. and after Josh, we'll get Isabel, and that'll be the end of that series. I agree. I think that'll be the end of that series. Okay, that was just a prediction. So it's very apparent that Spencer is a hundred percent a shit boot. As Iris has told us several mm-hmm. times in this mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. But was it right for the girls to try and break up the wedding? No. Agreed. I Listen, if these girls... These are a are, lot of... There's a, there's a lot of movie cliches in here. Yeah. If these girls are truly best friends and have been best friends since middle school, and they they're basically more sisters than Astrid and Delilah are sisters. If all of that is their backstory, then you don't wait until she's engaged and about to walk down the aisle to do something stupid like a prank. Like a prank that gets fire ants on him or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, no, pep- it was put pepper. Peppers. Pepper yeah, in his like pe- paprika or something yeah. in his drawers. Chili powder. Like, yeah. Like, you don't do that. That's something that you do when you are in high school. Right. A hundred percent. And it's just, as much as they, and look, I love this book. I am being hypercritical because that's what we do here. Mm -hmm. I don't want it twisted. I I mean, the book we did last week, I loved the book Love on the Brain, but but there are definitely things that were problematic. So what I have issue with here, the wedding. Okay. So, we get this whole story about they're the three best friends, right? They were called the Coven. They were so thick as thieves, these three, mm-hmm. that, I mean, her kid calls them her aunt because yeah. she's yeah. in trouble. She's calling her Aunt Iris, her aunt, aunt Astrid, or her mom. Right. This is how tight these women are. Right. And you're telling me in the year she's been with Spencer, they've met him twice? Mm-mm. No. No. Oh, bullshit. Bullshit well, fight. I mean, it's bullshit because fight. she was embarrassed of him. She knew and their I'm, relationship wasn't right, I, but and I really think those girls were waiting till Astrid, uh, till Delilah got there. They knew Delilah was coming. They didn't know she was coming though. <sighs> okay, That's yeah. where the author 
wanted it to yeah. happen, but yeah. it, no. romance. Yeah. Romance cliches are part of the genre. Mm -hmm. Which one in here did you feel worked and didn't? Um, I didn't like the bet or the Cinderella cliche. I actually liked the one bed trope. <laughs> the way she did I that. I texted you and said, cute. oh, and there's only one bed. <laughs> it was super cute. And, you know, and it, add, and it added a nice layer to Delilah and uh, Astrid's relationship too, mm -hmm. right? So you're seeing that, like, Astrid wasn't planning for Delilah because she didn't think she could rely on her. Mm -hmm. And that's sad because... Delilah didn't know if she was coming either. So it's just, it was sad. Anyways, so tropes that are in here. Okay, so we got the one bed trope. We get the Cinderella cliche. We have the not tell anybody we're dating cliche. Let's, it, there's a yeah. lot of them in here. Mm -hmm. Some worked, some didn't. I would say... 3070. I think that's didn't fair. Versus, yeah. So I got a quick list of like the major things that happened that caused drama to make this things go sideways in this book. Mm -hmm. um, Delilah knocking over the champagne tower at the brunch. Mm -hmm. The camping trip with the prank and the pepper powder. Pushing Spencer or falling pulling Spencer into the water mm -hmm. and then the no room for Delilah at the spa. Mm -hmm. um, was there anything else you thought was pertinent to the storyline that we should talk about in that sense? Not that Man. we haven't, except there's one, but I know you're going to bring it up. So I'm okay. going to hold off on that one, but the photo. Yeah. Claire's photo. We have this sub story is. of why Delilah is the way Delilah is. A horrible breakup from a pretty terrible ex. Was this a necessary part of the story? No, because I think she had enough, like, other things that... I mean, she has nobody that's loved her whole childhood. Is that not enough to make her feel unloved? Yeah. We it also is. had to make a terrible boy uh, ex-girlfriend? It was not necessary. Surprise, surprise. Claire is the magical, mystical muse for all of Delilah's yeah. gay art photos. Yeah. This leads her into bonding with Ruby. Like or dislike? I think it was, I, I, I think the scenes with her and Ruby are cute. I, I love think that the she scenes with, with her and kid. Ruby are like the guy trying to get to know the mom, the single mom in like movies. That's what it was like. like it, this is the um, thing we're going to bond over. It's Dean from Supernatural. Hey, I don't watch Supernatural. <laughs> I've seen like one episode. Though. It's really scary. You don't do scary. Exactly. Um, yeah. You had it. Yeah. The bell's enough. Yeah. The family. Because that is what they are. All these people are. Mm -hmm. Are in turmoil near the end of this book. Mm -hmm. Josh has vanished on Claire. Ruby again. And Ruby... Yeah. Josh and Claire again. Delilah and Claire are done. Claire, Delilah's like back in New York doing her own damn thing. And Astrid is called off the wedding. Mm -hmm. What do you think of how the author brought all these endings to a close for it was predictable. us as readers? It was predictable. Astrid yeah. shows up and brings Delilah back and they, you, you've got to do this and blah, blah, blah. It was predictable. Yeah. 
That isn't to say I wasn't happy that she and Claire ended up together. I was. But I mean, but this author did do something that is not what they normally do at the end of these books. Usually we get a proposal or something, mm-hmm. but Astrid gets an, uh, Delilah gets an apartment. She moves back to White Falls mm-hmm. and de- like, she's taking it slow. Yeah. I thought you would have been like, liked that because like there was no instant engagement. You hate instant engagement. I hated an instant engagement <clears throat> in the Jasmine Guillory book. <laughs> okay, you only hate instant engagement in some books. In some books. I like it sometimes, but not not always. Like, I don't always think they need to end an engagement. Sometimes it can just end happily like this one did. I didn't mind the ending of this book, actually. Hmm. Um, well, and, I'm- and I'm going to defend myself real quick. Wait, are we okay. going to talk about the, the spice in this book? I didn't actually have it on here. Okay, then I'm going to defend myself real quick. Because we said in last week's episode that the reason that I might not have liked this book was because it was two women. And Uh maybe I just wasn't into reading that. But, uh, and Tom actually said the same thing to me today. And then I was like, well, maybe that's what it is. But I'm going to give you my Goodreads review while I defend myself and say that that's not the reason. All right, I gave this, I'm not going to read the whole thing because I basically have told you the whole thing. Right. I gave this book a true rating of a 2.5 out of 5, but I rated on Goodreads with three stars and I put in quotations, not quotations, parentheses, and that extra 0.5 is because the sex was hot. So it wasn't the, it wasn't women that was the problem. (laughs) I will give it to you. (laughs) <laughs> but the next sapphic romance, mm-hmm. if you just can't connect with these girls emotionally, I'm calling you out and saying, <laughs> you're not gay. <laughs> well, I think that I'm not gay anyway. I, I, don't, I don't think that's the you're question. But when, when, when Katie and I did the episode for One Last Stop, I uh-huh. love Casey McQuiston's first book. I love it so much. What bothered me about that one was not the two women. It was having sex on a subway train. Like, gross. Dude, that's so gross. And then the second book that we read that was two women was clearly was clearly beloved. And I think I'm right in hating that book. You didn't uh, even I, finish I, it. I didn't. I, I couldn't finish it. It was bad. So, it's not the lesbians that bother me. I'm not saying lesbians bother you. I just don't <laughs> think you like lesbian sex, and that's okay. I just, I, I don't want people to think that I have issue with whatever it is right. that they want to do. Everyone, listen to me clearly. We have an ally in April, okay? Yeah. She loves lesbians. She loves the bi's. She loves the gays. She just doesn't want to sleep with us. It's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> no offense taken. Okay, we did the good reads. Let's talk about next week. Next week. Next week, we are reading Book Lovers by mm-hmm. Emily Henry. This will be our second Emily Henry. We read uh, Beach Lovers. Nope, not Beach Lovers. Beach Read in season two. Um, and I finished the book today and I cried. So. Oh, man. I started it today. You did? I have not yet cried. How far have you gotten? To the plane. To the plane. Literally, I ju- they just got on the plane. The sisters. Oh, okay. Like, I just got on. Text me when you get to the Yeti, nope, the Bigfoot uh, erotica. <laughs> and then after that, <laughs> bitch, 
Norton. So fucking funny. And the fact that you're. <laughs> and then after that, we're reading fine print. I mine's on my bookshelf, but yes, we're reading. This the is the print. dirtiest thing April's ever read. The, this is the dirtiest thing I've ever read, and I bought the next two. <laughs> and she's bright red, which makes it even better. <laughs> and then after that, I don't know. I'm not that, up. We're we're not doing romance anymore. We're doing uh. We've got John Green. <laughs> wow. That's a pivot. That's anyway. a hard pivot. Yeah, but we actually have some cool guests coming in March because we have your friend Hillary and we have Hillary is coming. Our and she's going honorary to be bestie. Yes. And we have our honorary bestie, Francesca Zappia. We'll talk about her newest book, Gravest Fair, which comes out next month. So pre order it now. Um it's, it's a grim. I'm retelling. so excited to read this book. I'm so excited to read this. I know, book. I know. It's right there on my shelf, right there. She's she's top shelf too, Molly. Word. She's top Word. shelf. Word. So yeah, that's what we got coming up. I, I'm excited. We also have in April. We're gonna be at a con. At a fucking con. We're gonna be at the Annapolis Book Con on April 29th. We're gonna be we live streaming have... and interviewing some authors, and we'll put we'll together an episode. Maybe. Possibly handing some flyers out. Yeah. Possibly stickers. Maybe we'll have a few friends. There might be some friends of the Book Besties pod that are going to be there. We We make no promises. But we will be there. Look out for us. (laughs) We will definitely be there. We will be there. (laughs) Take with that what you want. (laughs) All right. It is 45 minutes in. It is time to wrap this bitch up. We've been getting shorter and shorter. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. We listen, are getting this down listen, to a the amount of time That's what it is. Yeah, that's true. The amount of time doesn't matter if you do it right. And that's your lesson, gentlemen, for from this week's <laughs> romance reads. <laughs> I'm Molly. She's April. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. She's so weird, guys. But she didn't call you fuckers this week, so that's good. Bye, fuckers! Bye! <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was Delilah Green Doesn't Care by Ashley Herring Blake. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins and music is Sweet Sleetly by Brigida. Don't forget to follow the book besties on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the book besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com or our website, www.bookbestiespodcast.com. Until next time, besties, get lost in your favorite book.